Broadcasting from Ireland, featuring interviews with some of the biggest names in magic, welcome to the Deceive Reality Podcast with your hosts, David Peace and Steve Spade. And we're back. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Deceive Reality Podcast. Thanks so much for being here. I'm David Peace, and I'm here with Steve Spade. Steve, how are you doing? Hey, everyone. Hey, Dave. How are you doing? Good. And we have a very special guest here with us this week on the podcast, Chris Oberly. Chris, how are you doing? Hey, good, guys. How are you? Good. You must okay. be doing better in Vegas compared to us over here. Yes, in cold, it, is, wet <laughs> it is a little cold, not as wet. Oh. So, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, the cold to us is like sixty and windy. So yeah, <laughs> so you guys probably hate us. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so. so thanks so much for being here. And just uh, we like to start the podcast in a similar way every time of how you got into this crazy world of magic and mystery and how like kind of I guess. The addiction started as we think of it. <laughs> yeah, so um, I got into uh, magic when I was younger. Uh, my parents brought me to the Pendragons show. And, um, and you know, seeing that, I loved it. And, and I, I used to always get little magic hits. But I, I never really understood that Um the concept of being young and, and everything, you know, but, uh, but then, you know, David Blaine came on uh, on to uh, TV and did a street magic special and just seeing the reactions that he got on the street really made me want to be like him. And, and I mm. wasn't popular. I was shy as a kid and doing something that nobody else can do. And, you know, you go somewhere and you're the most interesting guy in the room that's what made me want to want to do magic. And I mean, even now that I'm older, you know, going to a bar, I mean, I'm married now and have a kid, but back when I was single, it was great because I would go to into a bar and there are guys that were much bigger than me and more successful than me. But if you could read somebody's mind or do something that they've never seen before, then you're one of the most interesting guys in that room. And that made me just love it. And, and I hated being fooled. And when we're doing magic, we, we do magic to people. I was talking about this the other day to somebody at the bar is, uh, you know, I was at the bar the other day and there was a guy that just didn't like being fooled. And he said, uh, you know, you can't read my mind. You can't, there's no way you can read my mind. Tell me what I'm thinking and everything. And, you know, that's the kind of guy that doesn't like being fooled, but then you fool him. And even though he was your enemy in the beginning, he's like your best friend towards the end. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and um, and it's just, you know, it, it's an addiction. It, it it really is. And when new things come out, you're like, man, how does that work? And you just have to get it. And um, and yeah, it just it never stopped. And for a while, uh, I mean, I haven't been working with any magic company in a while. But, mm -hmm. you know, that was, you know, I worked with Penguin and I've done stuff with Illusionist and worked for David Copperfield and um and you know working for some of the greats like david i mean he does over 600 shows a year and he Incredible. lives and breathes magic like i mean he's one of the hardest working guys in the industry and um and it you learn about a lot about worth work ethic and um and everything so it's just, uh, I mean, that's how I got into it. I mean, you know, seeing something from David to 
to working for Murphy's and having people um, submit things and putting your touches on handlings and everything. Um, I really enjoy that. And, and I miss it. I mean, it's, it's, I, I was doing magic at the bar the other day and uh, <laughs> I mean, it's something that that'll, that'll stay with me. I mean, it's nothing that yeah. that's going to leave. Yeah, it can become like a kind of a creative outlet as well. You know, if you're coming up with effects and designing effects or changing effects or, or whatever it might be, sometimes you just need that. It's not about just the performing. It's about being creative and creating something right. new or different. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, and, and it's, it's. Uh, I, I mean, I, I kind of wanted to get your guys' opinion on this as well. But when I go out somewhere and somebody wants to see magic, even if you don't have a deck of cards, you should be able to do magic okay. with anything. You yeah. know, if, if, um, it, you know, I, I always have magic on me. I mean, my wallet does magic. My, you know, all you need is two napkins. You could do, you know, the sponge balls or something with napkins yeah. or, mm -hmm. um, Gregory Wilson has a, a great DVD called on the spot that, that just uses everyday objects, coins and pens and, and stuff. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. uh, and that was, that was great when that came out and, um, so yeah, I mean that's just. I think just... you do. You have to be able to be magic. Is the thing. Is right. like the cliche. So like for me, I've got my wedding ring. I can do ring thing. Right. I can do like ring shoe finger, all right. that sort of stuff. My phone is full of apps. Yeah. <laughs> my wallet. I got the Orphic wallet recently from uh, Lewis Laval in the nineteen fourteen, oh, nice. and that's a great wallet. So it's, yeah, it's like everything I have on me. If I'm going to have a wallet, it might as well be magic. If right. I have my phone, it might as well be yeah. magic. So it's yeah, like, exactly. I think that's a good way to kind of figure it out yeah and, and doing something with with uh objects on the people as well borrowing a dollar bill or um doing it with somebody else's ring like you said um doing ring thing or um you know it's uh just doing doing magic with with everyday objects is, can be a strong thing because if, if you take a deck out a deck of cards your own uh, they think it's sometimes they think it's a special thing yeah. you know but when, when you're yeah. doing magic with that yeah everyday objects yeah. uh, i think it kind of brings it to a different level of of uh t t from the spectator's point of view you know yeah so no i remember doing um, a haunted deck years ago in a bar but it was their deck of cards and mm -hmm. and years later i came back like well, three years later i came back and the deck of cards because well, i put it in a wine glass when i was finished and they put it up on the behind the bar when i went back in it was still there they were like no one's touched it since that night that's awesome like, yeah, that's cool. awesome. You know, and it just shows you the power of using someone else's object or whatever, and still creating a piece of magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, there's been times I've been at restaurants and like I've I've done uh, fork bending, mm -hmm. and they they want me to sign the fork and they'll just put it up on the, and I don't even know where it is. Like I don't <laughs> even know where I was, but I know it's somewhere out there. Or even if you do like card on ceiling, you know, going yeah, going somewhere and the card's still there. You know, it's it's really cool. Uh, it's, uh... Because I, I do think, like, I, I always talk to some people, uh, something I still do, and I think it's great for people who are newer into magic who want to be able to do magic at a moment's notice with borrowed stuff. It's just something as simple as a five object equivocate, where mm. it's their borrowed mm. objects, and you predict which one that you're going to end up with. And right. It's just like, it's if you can create a big, people can be gathering around, people running, getting objects create a bit of a right. glass. no not this object okay, we'll get that glass from that table over there yeah and it's a big spectacle and then you just do a magician's choice <laughs> right it's great yeah that's awesome yeah i love it man it's it's uh 
it's something that, like I said, like, I mean, it'll never leave you. I mean, there's been several times, especially working in four magic companies that I just kind of wanted to get out of it. Um, yeah. And I tried, but it always, it always comes back. You know, there's always somebody that wants you to, to do a show or, you know, you'll, you'll be out and somebody be like, man, that's crazy. You, I signed a card and you made that card appear in my wallet, even though it wasn't that way in their mind, it changed to, to doing a card to your wallet, but in their mind, it changed somehow went into my wallet and even yeah. though it didn't happen that way, you know, it's, uh, it, it's cool. And, and that's, that makes you just not want to leave. That, that's what makes the, the, the legendary thing, you know, he did this thing and you're like, no, no one did that thing ever. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> and that becomes, the that becomes that. a legend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Okay, always take it. You're like, I just don't do that anymore. But yeah, right, right. Yeah. Kind of brush that was it off, a one time thing. Yeah, so. yeah. Just for you. It was just for you, man. Right. Yeah, yeah. I think I found it was an addiction for me when I was sitting in the cinema watching a movie and I caught myself uh, doing French drops of popcorn and pretending to eat them just to entertain myself <laughs> and awesome. like, at this point i'm not even performing for other people yeah it's just for me yeah i mean it's, there's a lot of uh, like situational times too like i mean when i was younger i would do a lot more crazy things that i normally wouldn't do now like i would do like string through stomach where you mm -hmm. you actually like the, the way that blaine did it where you actually thread your stomach yeah. um and 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 um you know, I'd be at a bar if they had popcorn. I would take a kernel and put it in my eye and do, do a, you know, that. And, yeah. I mean, it, it depends how much I've had to drink if I would do it now. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it, uh, you know, it's like, so, like the other day I was at, at, at the bar and there was a, a girl there that wanted to be my assistant. And, um, and it was a big group of people. And there was a guy there that I knew that lives down the street from me. And he wanted me to do magic to his friends. So we went down to the store and got a deck of cards and I did, did some magic and everybody was freaking out. The, the cooks came out front and they were screaming. And, um, and then I, I, you know, went back to do my thing with my friend. And when I left the, the girl, I, I wanted to say bye to the girl. So she was drinking wine. And, and I said, hey, I'm, I'm leaving just that, you know, it's nice meeting you guys. You should, you should finish that, finish your wine. And she finished her wine and I just grabbed the wine glass and I, I just bit it and started eating, <laughs> eating the glass. And, and I just gave it back to her for no reason at all. But the reaction <laughs> was like, was, was great, you know, in that, in that moment, you know, and that's something normally I wouldn't, I wouldn't do, but, but it, it was at that, just at that time, it sounded like a great idea. And then you walk, <laughs> you leave and go straight to the emergency room. Right, right, just, yeah. You have about stitched back yeah, up. And then for two days, go. like my mouth is crunching because I still have glass <laughs> in it, you know. So we, we all have those. I think they're like the, you know, the um, is it Crocodile Dundee or Lightning Jack that Paul Hogan movie where he eats the cigar and then he just oh, turns yeah, around yeah. and he's like, "Cause I'm too good" or whatever, and he walks right. off. And then he's like, <laughs> "Right." And he's, 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 <laughs> so we've all done that. We've all like we've all burnt ourselves with something yeah. or done something, and you just have to play it off and walk yeah. away. You know? But, but imagine the stories like yeah you know, yeah that, that bar yeah there was a guy here the other day like you know he was doing all these crazy tricks and then he he said bye and he just grabbed my wine glass and started eating the wine glass you know like <laughs> they eat in the glass like you know that that would you know I'm, I'm sure at the time she thought i was i was crazy but um <laughs> but i don't know 
you know my wife actually uh, bought me something for uh, christmas she got me the rex ignis from character mm-hmm. they have a power labs because i used to just do that like I'd be like, let's see who can hold their hand over hand for the longest. And I'd like have my hand over until the candle went out. And I'd have like burns on the center of my hand, but they'd yeah. go away in a few, like in a day. So I'm like, right. ah, it's fine. But she was yeah. like, just do it this way from now on. It's right, right. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> you don't need to burn yourself. But That's this awesome. actually brings up one of the questions that was uh, asked in Emma was about what is your EDC, which is like everyday carry. Acronyms are taking over magic at the moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Joe, so what would be your like everyday carry? You said you have a magic wallet and stuff, but you carry. Yeah, so I, I I don't have my wallet on me. Um, I forget. Uh, um, I, I even forget what it's called. But it but it has a it's a it's a multi. Uh, it's like a Cardo wallet, but also a Peak. Mm. Um, you, you could have somebody write down a, a name on a business card and then put it they put it in the wallet and get a peek and and you know or it could be a a, a duplicate um thing um but yeah my my everyday carries man i like you said apps are, are great wiki test is awesome i yeah. i think um nothing beats wiki test i i in my in my opinion uh you know it's just so impossible having somebody search for something on their phone and thinking of a word um, out of that article. And then it, at the end, you're clean. There's no proof of, of anything. You know, it, that, that's a, a great um, app. Um, I, I always carry like Hundy 500, um, mm. Gregory Wilson's thing. Um, I have uh, Powerball, uh, Powerball 60. Um, which, you know, living in Vegas, it's, you know, you have, uh, uh, you know, scratch off tickets uh, mm-hmm. is, is huge mm-hmm. here. And for those of you guys that are listening or watching, uh, uh, you know, you have six, it, it's like the classic, uh, magic square, um, routine, but, uh, um, you have six Powerball tickets and it's used. And I say, you know, when I moved here seven years ago, um, I, I ended up buying Powerball tickets and I didn't win, but I've always kept them. So it means something to me. Like this is, you know, I moved here to work for, for David and you know, that dream came true. So every time I open up my wallet and I see these tickets, I think of that, like, you know, achieving your dreams and I want to try something with you. And I do have them think of a number one through 60 and go through the whole thing. And you know, what number they're thinking of, um, is great. Uh, that's a great routine, great, but great routine. Yeah, but mm-hmm. um, but I, I I mean I I even have I mean I have tattoos with card card reveals in it, you know, like I had the jack of diamonds uh, right here. <laughs> oh, do you? Yeah. So so back back in the day, um, Illusionist came out with a tattoo line, like a temporary. I think it was it was called uh, Stained Skin. Mm-hmm. And back then, I didn't have all these tattoos, but one of the tattoos is is an eye, and in the middle of the eye is uh is a card, the six of spades nice. in the middle. But, uh, but the way I, I perform that is, um, as I say, now you won't see it at first, but if you think of the card, you'll see the middle of the eye change into what Cardi picked. And, and, and in their mind, because they don't know what they're thinking of, it just appears. Yeah. And, uh, and here's, here's a funny story. Um, I was at Steve-O's house from Jackass, and um, and out of all the the people that I've done magic to, like celebrities, I would think that Steve-O 
would be the easiest to fool because he's been on drugs. He's like an alcoholic, like a crazy person. But at the, at the time, he was uh, sober. Hmm. So he's been clean. I think he's been clean for like uh, maybe it's 10 years or a little less than 10 years. But at that time, it was like five, five years. So um, I end up going to his house and I show him a bunch of magic tricks. And um, even the, a simple thing of having him pick a card, it's lost in the deck, just doing a double turnover and, and putting you know, a card in his hand like this, he knows, like, obviously you switched it. Like, obviously you, <laughs> you flipped over two cards and stuff. So, um, like he, he knew it, but he enjoyed it. He appreciated it. But, uh, I gave him the deck and he mixed it up and I could see at the corner of my eye, at the corner of my eye that he picked the six of spades. So it was perfect and completely fair on, <laughs> to him. And I was like, yeah. hey, take that card, put it in the middle, shuffle it. And um, and I did this whole thing to him. And um, I was like, you won't see that first, but if you think of your card, it'll just appear. And he like started screaming and he's like, what the hell? And at the time he was he just started dating this girl Lux that's now his fiance. And he's like, can you do that to her? And I'm like, no, I can't, I can't do it, <laughs> do it to her, but I'll do something else. And so I went into other routines, but he's like, man, I really want you to do that trick. And I said, tomorrow, I'll do something special for you. Let's meet at a, at a tattoo shop. So uh, we go to a tattoo shop. And I got. I ended up getting a, uh, a tattoo that's just, it's, uh, it's this number. It says P376L0103. And um, he just came, out with, came out, out with this book about his life and all these crazy stories with like, being in a psych ward with Mike Tyson and all this crazy stories that he has. And um, so I had him, uh, I, we recorded it, but I said, um, you know, this is the book you just came out with about your life and it just came out and there's thousands of words in this book. And I want you to, uh, I had a business card with like a little cutout and I had him uh, pick a word and obviously it was a force uh, word. And, um, and the word was inspiring, but, uh, I said, that's perfect. That that's what I got a tattoo of like right before you came. It's this P three seventy six L O one Oh three. And he's like, no, that's, that's not it. And so I gave him the Webster's dictionary and on page three seventy six on the hand on the word nice. is the word inspiring. And that was just like an on the spot, like creative, uh, thing. I was like, what can I do? Um, and, and I can't remember whose that is. It's, I mean, it's not mine, but it's, uh, hmm. I want to say maybe like Banachek or Austerlins or something like that, but, yeah, um, like that, yeah. yeah, but, uh, but then that, that night kind of led into like uh, a bet, like he freaked out at that moment, but he's like, we got to do something like crazy. He's like, you know, whoever can touch, whoever can cut to the highest card, like we get to tattoo the other person. So <laughs> if I cut to a highest card. <laughs> Um, if I cut to the highest card, uh, um, I get to tattoo you. And if you cut to the highest card, you get to tattoo me. And I, I ended up losing. So he ended up tattooing me his name, which looks like a dick. Um, <laughs> and which is, which is this right here. It's his name that looks, looks like a dick. 
uh, on my arm. So I, I called my wife and I was like, hey, like, I just lost this bet. Is it okay? Like, I'm not going to tell you what it is. She's like, yeah, it's totally fine. <laughs> so, so yeah, so, um, so yeah, that's just kind of a crazy, crazy story. I don't know how that even, um, I would have put a breeder crimp in. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I'd be like, I would have breeder crimp the carrot. I know, <laughs> like, I know. Cut to an ace, I win, I thank you. <laughs> but I, but I wouldn't have, I don't know. It, it, it's all about memories, you know, it's, it's, uh, I mean, how many, I mean, there's so many times, like even just walking through Vegas, you know, you walk by a celebrity and and you you wonder, like, man, if if I ask them if I could show magic, like, I wonder what wonder what they would say. And like, I hate the what if thing. So every time, like, anytime I'm around anybody that that's like a big name, like I, I just go up to them and say, hey, I'm a fan of your work. Like, it'd be great to to show you stuff. Like Dana White, I was meeting. Um, uh there's a coin guy here in vegas and um i was meeting him for the first time at the bar and in comes dana white the president of ufc with like his entourage of like huge guys and, and stuff and everybody's like oh my gosh that's dana white but nobody was going up to talk to him and so i go in the bathroom and one of the guys were in there and i'm like are you here with uh dana and he's like yeah yeah and i was like oh, I, I was gonna come up to you guys because I'm, I'm a magician wanted to entertain you guys but i didn't want to bother you and he was like yeah just come up and and show us some stuff we'd love to see it and i did just an ambitious card routine and dana tipped me like three hundred dollars for <laughs> for just like uh you know two minute ambitious card and and then you know i gave him my card and and stuff but it's it's all about that those memories of of creating things you know for people and yourself and Stuff. It's it's cool. I mean, the way, the way you're, you know, with the tattoo, you know, how far a magician will actually go to yeah. impress, or how far, you know, I mean, it's like it almost reminds you of like the Max Malini stories from years ago, where these incredible things happen because they were set in course years and right. events and all this kind of stuff. It, and it is true. We we've all gone to lengths for tricks where people were like that can't be a method. There's no way he did that because right. that's not normal. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. you, so that that level of kind of like passion and drive into your magic, I think only. Kind of true magicians, you know, like the guy at the bar that does one trick is not going to go to that effort, right? You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's you know it's it's uh and and another thing is like people when they think of magic and they think of that time when you did a trick, half the time they think it's even more impossible than it is. So they'll tell their friends that they'll tell their friends like what happened and it'll change just a little bit. It'll be even more impossible than it really mm -hmm. is. Like the whole. Uh, the card went to my wallet type type thing. So yeah, you know, people don't want their their friend to figure it out and be like, oh, he right. just did that. So they have to like they, they clean it up for you, which is right. the best. Yeah, which is great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so good. One thing that you were like known for, as you were saying, was working with a lot of different magic companies. And I think for a lot of like people who want to have a career in magic, they think it's like it has to be a performer performing all the time or like creating a trick every month to try and make a living. Do, do you have any advice for someone who would be like looking to kind of maybe get into working just like on staff at a Murphy's or an illusionist or somewhere like that? Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I definitely think, um, I mean, I live my life thinking that anything is possible. Um, so if somebody's, you know, when, when somebody would come to me when I was working for Murphy's and they wanted to create a trick and effect and have it released. I always ask them, 
why are you in it? Are you in it to look like a rock star and be known for uh, your performances? You know, when, when I would watch uh, illusionist videos or penguin videos, you know, they would make them look like a rock star, like a famous person. And you would look up to Eric Jones and, you know, when, when you would meet him in person, you know, you're like, oh my gosh, it's Eric Jones or, you know, that's, uh, you know, whoever. Um, but, you know, they're all just normal, normal people. Um, and, you know, a, a lot of people like Eric Jones does magic full time. Um, I never did magic full time, but I ended up going into the career route of working for Murphy's or Penguin and everything. But, you know, I, I think uh, the magic community is such a small community. You could reach out to me or reach out to Eric or, you know, whoever in the magic community that's known um, and, you know, ask them for advice. Like, Hey, I just created this effect and I would love to, to release it through a magic company. What do you think? And, um, you know, Daniel Garcia would come up with a hundred, 500 ideas and there would only be like two good ideas out of that. Um, I mean, Daniel's one of the most creative people. So maybe he has like, you know, 50 great ideas out of a hundred, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but you know, a lot of people, a lot of kids that are creating magic, um, that are familiar with what's out in the magic industry. Um, a lot of things have been done before, or it might be a little different, might, you know, the, the explanation might be the same, how it's done might be the same. Um, but it might just be a different presentation. Yeah. Um, but, but I think magic nowadays is kind of, you know, old ideas are, are old ways of doing things are creating new ways, new routines of, of doing different things. So, um, but, but I think, uh, you know, getting, getting in touch with people that are, that work in the in industry and, you know, if, if you're going to release ideas, you know, create effects, reach out to those people that are known and, and get their opinions on it. Don't be offended if, if, if it's already out or they say, or they say, um, you know, that that's, I I've always said, that's a great idea, but, um, you know, this has been done before. And I, I never put anybody down because I think that we can learn from, from everybody. But, uh, but if, if you want to do video, you know, go out with your friend and, create uh, a video of you performing magic or, you know, and make a really good DVD and contact Murphy's and be like, Hey, I, I create, um, I, I edit videos. It'd be great to uh, work with you guys. If you guys, cause everybody's always looking for, for people. I mean, people, I know I keep bringing up Eric Jones, but um, you know, Eric might be looking for a video guy. You know, there, there was a time uh, he was doing shows um, at these movie theaters called IPIC. And it was where they show movies, but it would be a magic show. Instead of a movie, people would buy tickets. And he needed a camera guy. But, and because I've, I've worked with him before, he asked me to do it. But who knows, like, if David was a, was a camera guy and he's like, hey, Eric, it would be great. Uh, if you ever need a camera guy, I know you're going to be in you know, wherever you live, uh, it'd be great to shoot you, you know, shoot you performing. 
live, let's yeah. go out and, and uh, shoot some stuff. Guys are always looking for footage. You know, I, I, I would love if somebody contacted me and I went out and I had a camera guy walking around with me and I go around Vegas and get footage, you know, and I know Steve, you, you perform a lot. It'd be great if somebody, if you had a camera guy, um, yeah, year, years ago I used to do a lot of nightclubs <laughs> and stuff, and there was it was a guy Johnny uh, Johnny Danger Deadly. It's uh, mm. pretty awesome name. He used to come that's around awesome. and he used to re record a lot of different different shows and stuff. Yeah, I mean it, it's always good, like you said, it's always good to have new footage, and especially now after the pandemic and everyone's been in lockdown and everything, to get kind of fresh reaction footage is always right. good again, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I think yeah, I mean, and and, and again, like I, I always think like if you have a dream you should go after that dream, but I wouldn't quit your day job to <laughs> perform magic, uh, you know, full time. I mean, now I have a family and stuff. I need, I need a paycheck. Um, but, um, and it was great working in the magic industry and having that paycheck and doing what you love, but there is also a lot of drama in, in the magic industry that a lot of people don't drama. know. There's <laughs> no way. Drama. Really? So, yeah. So, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it, you know, it just kind of gets old and, and uh, I mean, it's, it looks fun, but, um, and, and it is fun. It, it really is fun. I think there's more fun times than, than not. And, and you get to meet a lot of people too, but, but yeah, I definitely think like with that question, I think, you know, if you want to do something and, and work, for Vanishing Ink or Murphy's, like, I mean, Vanishing Ink is hiring somebody uh, to work their warehouse. And they just posted something on, on their social media. Like, they're willing to fly somebody out and move, pay for your moving expenses. And you get to be around magic. You get to get free magic. You get to hang out with Andy when he's in town and Josh Jay and Kyle Littleton and all these magicians and go to Magi Fest and stuff. And, I mean, that's... Like that would be, a, I mean, if I was younger and, and single, that would be like a cool <laughs> thing to do. Like I would definitely do that, you know? So. Yeah. I think there's definitely opportunities out there if you look for it and stuff. Yeah. Like they always hire people like even um, Murphy's Magic hired Joshua Riley recently as their new mm -hmm. app, you know, as app developer, which is great just because like he makes amazing apps. Yeah. So they're yeah. like, we want, we want him to be our app guy so other people don't steal him. Right. So I think that's what yeah. stuff is good. It's like make yourself so that they, the company doesn't want you working for right, the competition right. or something yeah. like that. Is good. And, 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 that's, and that's the thing is, too, is like, uh, you know, make yourself good at one thing. Like, I, I know there's a lot of people that, that are uh, like, man, I want to be good at video editing. I want to be good at, you know, making apps. And I want to do all these different things. Like, just concentrate on one thing and make yourself the best at it. And that makes you more valuable than, um, you know, you could just spend your time on that one thing. And, uh, and you know, I mean, there's always something to learn. Like, you're never perfect. That's one thing that I learned from David is, David might be doing the, the floating rows better than Kevin James, but to David, he was never doing it perfect. You know, he would always practice and, you know, he would always change it up a little bit and, and everything, you know, lighting might not be as great, um, you know, but he's, he's, uh, you know, he's, he just wants to be the best, you know, at that one thing, you know, and he usually is. <laughs> yeah, and he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, How did that whole thing uh, come around for you, like working with 
on with David, and then also like that you're now working on Cirque du Soleil type of stuff. How did like that all getting into that side of performance? Um, so I was from Ohio. Um, I ended up going to Vegas for um, a convention called IMX, and I think it only lasted for one year. But it was at the time when they were doing, uh, they were streaming the the lectures. And so I was working with Penguin and they needed a, uh, a camera guy. So they flew me out there. And at the time I was working at a hospital. And um, so I took time off, flew to Vegas and it was only over a weekend. And I ended up going to David's show with Mandy and Sean Dunn and like all these other, I think E. Katerina was there. And, um, and we watched the show and I met Chris Kenner and I just joking around, I was like, Hey, Chris, if you ever need a camera guy, let me know. Like, it'd be, it'd be great. And a couple of days later, uh, he said, uh, Hey, our, our camera guy ended up punching somebody. So he's getting, <laughs> he's getting demoted. Um, we would like Wait, to hire where, you. Did, did, was the person, the cameraman punched you and was it because you riled him up? No, 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 I guess he, he ended up punching. I, and I, and I wouldn't like to be punched by the guy. <laughs> um, because he has like this long beard, his name's Casper, and he's been he's been there, but he was working with David forever. Um, and uh, so they were like, "Yeah, we're gonna hire you." And and I ended up quitting my job. I stayed. I was staying with uh, with uh, Mike Hankins because he was uh, working in Magic Lab with David, with um, Robert Smith, B Smith, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and then David would like buy people's parts, like would pay rent. And Patrick Kuhn just left David. So I was staying in his empty apartment. The electricity was turned off, but I just had my a blow-up mattress and my clothes, my bag of clothes. And like a couple weeks went by and like I heard nothing from Chris. And I would keep going to David's show. And uh, and like, you know, three weeks went by nothing like what the heck man like i'm homeless you know i can't even fly home i I don't have any money you know i'm running out of money and then finally uh uh chris called me and was like hey we'd love to have you come like now's the time and it was like a month later uh you know and and david did 600 shows a year and we did two shows every single day three shows on saturday and once we would uh, we would do shows every single day for a month and then we'd have like a week off. And then once a year we would do three months every single day, no days off and then have two weeks off. And um, so it was a lot like, I mean, it was definitely like you, you lived to, to work for David. I mean, it was yeah. very intense and a lot of people don't last that long uh, working for David, but um but then I ended up working for Murphy's. I got a job offer with Murphy's. I flew to California and they wanted me to, they, they were coming out with at the table and they wanted me to do production for that. And um, I started doing that and, and then they wanted me to host and uh, I was doing hosting with Greg and Gregory Wilson and it was me and we we're kind of splitting it up. And then uh, they would come out with effects and I would, uh, you know, do the DVD 
um, mm -hmm. teach on the DVD. But then um, I got laid off with Murphy's and I moved back to Vegas. And uh, there's a, I was setting up like concerts. There was this company called Rhino here that sets up like concerts for Drake and, and stuff. And I was doing that. And um, there was, they would call you for gigs and they'd be like, hey, we have this concert here on this date. Can you do it? And I would say yes. But then they called and they said, uh, one day they called and they were like, can you do this camera gig, which paid more? And I was like, yeah, I'll do that instead. So I went there and I did that gig and I was driving home and I heard all these sirens and uh, like hundreds, like Vegas just was drowned with sirens and it was the Vegas shooting. Oh. And oh. I was supposed to work that, that show that I would have, um, that I passed up because of the camera gig would have been the show for uh, that concert that the shooting happened at. So that like freaked out my wife because my wife was living at California at the time. So I moved, she's like, you know, let's move to Arizona. And I worked for Arizona. I was doing a video for another company out there, but then we just bought a house in Vegas um, recently, like a year ago. And now I work for uh, Cirque du Soleil, um, Michael Jackson one, which is we work for, with, uh, Michael Jackson's estate, um, and we we do uh, you know pretty much it's like a show dedicated to Michael Jackson, and and there's a point in the show where Michael Jackson appears in a hologram form in the show, and it's actually just Pepper's ghost, and um, and yeah, so it's it's really like it's really cool. So I took like a whole career change. Um, but it's crazy how I got that job is because we were doing job or job interviews through, um, uh, it's like, uh, zoom or something. And there were two guys and originally it was for America's got talent is the new show. And at the Luxor originally it was to do video for that. And it was the head guy for America's got talent and a head guy for Cirque. And they asked me all these questions and I gave them answers and the, the AGT guy had to leave and it was just me and the cert guy. And he said, Chris, you told me a lot about your qualifications. What's your view on Rosati's, which is a bar that I hang out with. And I, I do magic over here. And then it hit me. I've done magic to the guy. That's the head <laughs> guy of cert. And he recognized me from doing magic. And, um, and I was like, oh, my gosh, Frank, like, how in the hell are you? Like, this is fucking crazy. And um, and we were just joking around. And, and I just totally forgot that I did match to him. And I ended up not getting the job. <laughs> but um, <laughs> he came back and he was like, uh, you know, I was performing again in another bar. And he came, he came in and he's like, I got you an interview with Michael Jackson 1. And I was like, what is it for? And he said, a projectionist. I said, I know nothing about that. I was like, how many people are interviewing for it? And he's like, none. There's no, you're the only guy. <laughs> and I was like, well, how am I going to get the job if I don't, I don't know nothing about this stuff. And he's like, just be honest. Just tell him like you don't know, but you're willing to learn. And they ended up hiring me and it's, you know, the best, the best job ever. And it's a great show. Like if you guys like Michael Jackson, it's, it's uh, like the moment you walk into the showroom, you're, that's when the show begins. Like you're bombarded with paparazzi there's people taking your pictures 
And then when you sit down, there's like news articles that come up and there's the pictures like you, you could show up on one of the news articles, like, you know, and uh, just a normal day for us. So yeah, Steve, Steve Spade sleeps in the oxygen chamber, you know, comes up on the screen and, and you so, heard it here first. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great show. If you guys, I mean, it's, cool. it's, uh, it's definitely magical. I mean, there is, there, there is magical magic in the show um xavier mortimer used to perform uh in the show and then he ended up leaving to do his own show at the stratosphere and um the new the new dancer has no experience with magic but he does like floating microphone like uh, like crazy good and um there's just a lot of magical next time you guys are in vegas i'll get you I'll get you guys tickets. And <laughs> sounds stuff, awesome. So. It's cool, yeah. Chris, that you, like you said, it's like a career change, but in some roundabout way, it's still Pepper's Ghost. It's still magic. It's yeah. still, it's following you. You, you, you yeah, can't get it away. Yeah, it is. You know? And it's crazy. Yeah. And it's crazy, like, I mean, it's crazy how it how it all worked because, I, I mean, I ended up losing my job in Arizona. Like, we just bought a house, lost my job. And then what are the chances that I'm out doing magic and the head guy for Cirque du Soleil is there? And I ended up getting a job because, I mean, he wouldn't have remembered me if I was just hanging out with him and talking, yeah. you know. It goes back to that thing you were saying about just approaching people if you see the opportunity. Right. Just go show them magic and you never right. know where it can go. Yeah, yeah. It so. is powerful, though. I mean, you never know who you're performing for. It may, it, it could be like best case scenario it could be a situation like that. Worst case scenario, it could be another booking down the road, five years on right. the road. Um, like we mentioned a while ago, like I, I've done some of that movie consultancy stuff, but only last year in the in the in the depths of the the pandemic, I, I got two movies back to back. But it only happened because I had worked on Vikings like six years ago. But it all, yeah. you know, so it all kind of you know when you do it at the time, you're like, oh, that's a great opportunity. But you you never know where that opportunity can lead you down the road. Right. You know? And 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 I bet you would have never thought in a million years when you first got into magic that you would be consulting on movies. Never, like, never. You know, I'm st like, I still don't believe it. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, that's that's like a dream. Like I mean, it's it's. Uh, I mean, it was a dream of mine to work for David. Um, you know, but uh, you know, once you, I mean, anything is possible. Like you could do anything yeah. you want. Like as as crazy as it, as it is, and people might not support you or think you know that it's possible. Um, it, you could. I mean, I you, you use that doubt as fuel to to achieve yeah. what you want to yeah. what you want to do i think it's like a real magician's mindset though i mean we're built for everything as possible you know we're, that's the way we like if we can't come up with an effect we have the effect but we don't have a method we wouldn't say it's impossible we just work around it and yeah. make you know make the variables make it work you know there might be right. limitations here and there but you still the the overall effect it's still there you know right um but i think that's sometimes that's kind of hard to kind of get that across to your friends who aren't magicians or, or people who aren't in that mindset because they don't think the way we think. We, we, we think quite unusual. Like we're, we're kind of problem solvers in a, in a roundabout way. Right. You know, people who create magic and, and, uh, and design their own effects. I, th I think that's a huge, huge part of it really, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, the, there was a, a guy at the bar the other day that, said that I couldn't fool him and read his mind and, and stuff. And, uh, and then I ended up winning him at the end and I, and I, I'd ended up doing winky tests to him. 
and he wanted me to do it again. And I said, if you would have known how it was done, it would ruin it. Because this is what I would explain to him. I would say, you know, when we're a child and we hear about Santa or, you know, the tooth fairy, you know, those magical things as a kid, like that childlike wonder that we had, when that's ruined, we don't have that anymore as adults. Mm -hmm. So this is the closest thing to childlike wonder that we can we can have and and i asked him i was like do you want to ruin that wonder and he's like no like as bad as he wanted to to know how it was done i mean even even just walking backstage to david's show like i I had to sign this uh nda um but uh you know as excited as i was like oh my gosh like i used to see this as a kid and and now i know how it's done it's like such a disappointment. And I think, <laughs> I, I think as when new magic comes out, we want something to be so real. And then we find out how it's done and we're like, oh, really? Like that's how it's done? <laughs> Two magnets and an elastic band. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is it's a like, roller coaster. Like you open the, you, you have it built up in your head as this impossible thing that's, it's also, this is the trick that's going to make you famous as well. Always. Right. This is always the one. You're going to show this to people <laughs> and they're going to just give you a TV show. And then mm-hmm. you open the box and you're like, oh, crap. yeah. And then it's like five minutes later, you're like, actually, no, this is fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, yeah. I actually, it, you, you, it's like that up and then crashing down when you're actually seeing the box. Right. And then there's the, once you actually start thinking about it again and maybe you rewatch the trailer, you're like, no, no, I know. Right. I know why I bought this it, and it does work. It's the price you pay, though, to be a magician. The knowledge that you that you teach yourself and you, 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 you know, you get taught by, your mentor or whatever it is, all that knowledge is the price you pay because once that happens and you have all the knowledge, it's very hard to get fooled again. And and I think we're all kind of chasing to get fooled, you know, trying to right. find that thing that because we're trying to find the feeling that the like a lay person would have who hasn't seen anything. Right. Um, but your knowledge, but sometimes it can work the other way where it's so simple and direct the method or whatever, but your knowledge is against you. You're like, oh, but I could do it this way and I could do it this way and I could do it right. this way. And then you you know you're you're further and further from the method. Yeah, yeah. Simple is best, I think, because even there was a a bit. I was listening to the the Magic podcast with Craig Petty and Lloyd Barnes. There was and they were talking about a study that was done on what is the best force, and they found that the crisscross force people found the most fair. And mm. to a lot of people, when they look at it, they go, "Well, that's not going to work. <laughs> it right. does work. It's the right. best force there yeah. is. Just crisscross yeah. of people, and it's like." Sometimes people will overcomplicate a force with like, oh, I'm going to slide the carrot and do a call and then do a pass and that will be my force. You know, like right. just crisscross it all day long and pe- people can see it. People can uh, people I mean, sense how comfortable you are. Yeah, but mm. but imagine like how like uh, as magicians creating a magic effect, when they release it, the goal is to fool magicians. But we're not... Our, our job isn't to fool magicians. We don't perform for magicians. We mm-hmm. perform for laymen. Yeah. So if, if, if you put out a, 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 a video on it's using a gimmick, but you do the crisscross force, as a magician watching that, you know, okay, that's, a, that's the, the force right there. And, um, you know, you can't do it that way on a magic trailer. So, but, yeah. but how different would it be if the if the videos that we do were 
from the layman's point of view, we, we do we just can't do that. Like yeah. we, no. we have to we have to fool magicians, and that's how we sell because we're fooling magicians and makes it so much more impossible. It, it's it's like a weird it's it's a weird thing to think about because the thing that we're buying isn't to perform for magicians; it's to perform for layman. Yeah, you yeah. know. But, but, but I guess <laughs> with yeah, the trailer but, being like. But I guess the, the view is. <laughs> yeah, but but I guess the view is like you know obviously if it fools magicians, it's going to fool uh, yeah. a layman. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just a weird concept that isn't. Well, I suppose really... you're, you're you're buying secrets. You know, I mean, like the gimmick could be worth whatever, but it's a secret right. behind it. That's what's making it a hundred dollars, two hundred dollars, or whatever right. it might be. So you're you it's a it's a the whole industry is based on secrets, which is kind of crazy in itself. That you're buying, uh, you're just buying someone else's idea, really, just a concept. Right. Yeah, it's it's strange. But um, like, I'm going to sell you a secret, but I can't tell you what it is. Yeah, I can't tell you what it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I can sell it to you. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> For two hundred dollars. Two hundred dollars. <laughs> and music isn't like that. Like, there's nothing. There's nothing that's that's like that. You know, there's no. there's no other. Nothing out that like that in the world. I, I don't yeah. think. You know, a lot of that is getting I mean obviously coming from the side of editing and doing videos and stuff as well though a lot of that like more and more honest trailers are starting to come back i mean there was a time where it was ridiculous like you're like that's not the trick that we're getting right. whatsoever <laughs> you know yeah four yeah. phases of like a selected a spectator picks a card and then you're like well actually they deal the card into two piles and they pick it up and there's a magician's choice there and then they deal again 10 minutes later they have chosen a card <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> what the hell was that yeah, that's not that yeah. big trailer but i think like a lot of stuff as well when it's like the most expensive stuff that's out at the moment where it's like i have seen things even in uh, some of illusionist soul stuff where they know you need their gimmick to buy the stuff they'll just mm. give the instructional video or even the new watch eric jones was in the trailer for their new watch they just show how the watch works yeah. in the trailer because they're sure. like you're not gonna make this so yeah like, there's no way yeah how miranda does that yeah a lot mm. with his stuff i mean but his stuff's so crazy like you don't you know, stand mechanical the <laughs> yeah nobody like yeah you can't there's no way you can make that that kind of yeah, stuff. i'm gonna go to kmart and make one of those no you're right. fucking up <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. It's I even crazy. find that with simple gimmicks. They're like, oh, you can buy the download for a tenner or you can buy it with the gimmick made for 30. And I'm like, mm -hmm. 30, thanks. I'll take yeah. the gimmick made because I, I suck at DIY. I've, I've tried making gimmicks before and they just <laughs> fall apart I mean, or I can't do pe it. People like Yigal uh, um, Masika, mm, like yeah. his loops. Like, I mean, what, it's like $2 per loop, like Something $10 like that, yeah. a pack or something. Yeah, and I mean that probably costs him two cents or five cents to to have people make. So like the the amount of money he's making, and he's living up in Hollywood Hills, and like this huge and a nice house up up by all these famous people, and he's set for life because nobody wants to tie their own loops. You know, I tried <laughs> so, it before. It was yeah, it's hard. Everyone's yeah. tried it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So. I remember I got it was years ago. I think it was one of the first things I actually bought was Box Monster by Nate oh, Panzo. Yeah. And you had to make oh, yeah. your own loops and that. And I was like just like sitting on the floor with invis invisible elastic tread. Yeah. Just like no, have like I'm a thinking I tried enough, but I yeah. haven't. <laughs> yeah. I remember <laughs> that. Like, that came out through illusionist. Yeah. Uh yeah. That was a great That's trick, crazy. actually. I, I used to do mm -hmm. that a lot. One thing yeah. is actually we got in um a question as well with James is uh what's the best trick you've seen recently? 
Is there anything that you've seen recently, like a release or even something you saw yourself that just like blew you away? Um, that's a hard one because I haven't, I haven't really kept up to date with, with a lot of the new things coming out. Um, I know there's a thing with, with uh, Craig Petty that is coming out through Murphy's. Yeah. That, that, he showed uh, us that we, we had yeah, him on the podcast. Us couple of weeks ago and he showed us the trailer it it broke my brain yeah, i don't yeah. understand yeah. it's like that i think that's out on friday but that mm-hmm. like that fucked me up yeah. It's, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's literally all i've been thinking about and i'm like yeah. i have my credit card ready to go it's right. exactly like it's exactly like you were you you mentioned as well though uh Kutande, if, you know you were just saying that like it's the trick that it's the next trick you know it's, it's the or that's the one that's gonna fool everyone but you know that like 90% of your set right now will fool lay people all day, right. every day, right. you know? Yeah. Um, there's, there's a thing that I actually just, just got and I'll, I'll plug it, but it's kind of underground and, and I, I won't do it because I haven't watched a tutorial, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's called Bluetooth. Um, and uh, so it's, I, I saw a magician do it online um and uh so he has a, he has a card selected and it's returned to the deck and you pretty much just you could balance the the deck up against like a glass or something and all of a sudden the the card shoots out of the deck and you could like catch it or just have it fall and stuff but it's it's a super clever card gimmick that that would uh i think um people would that but uh but yeah it's called it's called bluetooth bluetooth another thing was um that really fooled me was uh sean fields uh came out and i forget what this this is called i have it upstairs but um you uh have somebody think of a celebrity and obviously it's forced but you take a, a match, you have a matchbook, and you burn the matches. And you, well, you have somebody turn on their phone, the light of their phone, and you're up against the wall. And you burn the matches, and they're shining their phone against the, the burnt matchbook. And they could see the celebrity as, as a shadow. So if it's like Elvis, they, they, it's like awesome. up against the wall, and it looks just like Elvis. But it's burnt into your matchbook. And, and it's by Sean Fields, like if, if you go to Sean's website... Um, and it was re- that was released a long time ago, um, but yeah, I mean, even like Nicholas Lawrence always comes out with something that's that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, um, you know, he he always blows my mind with stuff, and and Kalen as well. Kalen, um, I mean, he's super creative. I think very original stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. as well, like so good. Yes, absolutely. This amount of stuff. Because uh, then the uh, the other question we sent in was uh, from Paul. Do you have any tips on creating your own magic, or I guess like just putting your spin on spin on tricks? on stuff? Yeah. Um, Great question. I people do it differently. So sometimes they see something and they'll think of of ways to do uh, they'll create a routine around that gimmick or whatever they see um you know if if they see if they're at the store and they see something and they're like oh i could do um that with with this there was 
one time, I know I'm a little scatterbrained, but there was a, a thing at, at this store. It was like a blackboard and you could write on it and it would come up and it would look like it was written in like pen or something. But then you hit a button and it would just clear off. So I was thinking like, oh, that'd be awesome. And, and it wasn't even, it was used for kids. Yeah. It was like a little board that kids write on and they could draw like a house or something and clear it and it's like electronic, but it didn't look electronic. It just looked like a chalkboard or something. But you could just put a piece of paper on top of it. And I was like, oh, you could have somebody draw a picture or write a name or whatever they want um, and have them take the piece of paper off and you have a duplication on, on that board. If you have several pieces of paper on top of it, mm. you know, and, and, um, and even though that's not what it's used for, like, you know, I'm like, man, that's, that's what you could, you could do with that. Um, or a lot of people think of, uh, you know, they have an ob objective in mind, like, man, it'd be really cool to print, uh, have people name lottery numbers and reach in your wallet and pull out a lottery ticket. And, yeah. you know, how can I do that? You know, um, I remember Robert Smith was working for David Blaine on one of his specials and David would, uh, would come up with these crazy ideas. Like, uh, and one of the things was the lottery prediction. And he said, uh, like, uh, B, what I want you to do is I want you to think of a way to win the lottery. And, <laughs> and uh, Robert's like, what are you talking about? Like having people name numbers and you just win the lottery. And then, and so they, uh, you know, reached out to Nate. Um, I forget his name. Nate. It starts with an S, but he created that, David did, where he had people named name numbers and he reached into his wallet and out comes the lottery ticket with the numbers printed on it. And there's so many other versions of that, but, um, but that's what David would do, or that's what, you know, even Copperfield would be like, I want to do this. Think of a way. Cause I want to fly. <laughs> yeah. I want to fly. Like what? You want to fly? You know, think of a way. So he would you know, people would just create that, you know, so. That's so good. Yeah, yeah I definitely think there's there are the two things of like, sometimes you think of an effect and you want to come up with it and it's about like just racking your brain for methods. And then the other thing, there is like, that's what I think it's cool to go into like stupid little gadget shops or like there's a place over here, Tiger, where it just has the most random things you could ever imagine just in there. Mm -hmm. And like, I think Steve, you found these the other day was like a dice with different genres yeah. of movies on it. So there's like yeah, love art it's like a stuff. Netflix dice or something. Yeah, it's a Netflix dice. So it's got like crime, love, comedy, uh, sci-fi. Yeah. So you like there's a routine there, but I just have the dice now, and me and right. Steve be trying to come up with ideas with yeah. like how can we use this in a trick? And like there's definitely that those two two different approaches to it. Yeah, like I I have an effect. Um, here it is. So I have an effect that I put out a long time ago. Um, yeah, so it's called Illuminati. Mm. Um, and I worked with Paul Harris on this. But the way that I thought about this is I saw a Red Bull can. It's stamped with a bull. And I was like, oh, that'd be mm -hmm. cool if you break off a tab and have somebody select a card to break off the tab and then rub it and they could see smoke come up and you melt the tab into whatever card they picked. So like all the tabs 
are are handmade, but you can also like use it for like blister, you know, mm -hmm. doing blister stuff and and everything. But all these tabs um, are like handmade, so you could like load it onto the can itself uh, with this like like this is just supposed to be a heart. So yeah, they load it, and you can pretend like you're breaking it off, or you could like have it, you know, palm like this and 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 break and that. it off. Yeah, and then pull nice. it out like that and stuff. But there's like, uh, you know, there's like... Create organic, you know, organic raw kind of... Yeah. You know, like you were talking about, just pick up everyday object and do this thing. Right. It's crazy. So this is like the, the eight of hearts. Yeah, I love that it's not perfect but... as well, that it's almost yeah. believable, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. like, it's just you on just that line. It off. And you could, and you could like, um, there's a stuff that you could buy at these little shirts that you burn and you get this little liquid on your finger and if you rub your fingers together um yeah. it's that it's real smoke it's not like that gooey stuff but it's like real yeah. smoke and stuff so have that and then make it more believable when you rub it and you know they see smoke and you know um they think it's melting and so but that's how i created that illuminati effect is i just saw one thing like the bull stamped into a, a can and and you know this was born, you know, what can I do doing that and, and stuff? So, um, that's very cool. but yeah, so yeah, that's definitely some good advice there. And we just got the hour mark there as well. So I'm going to bring up the good, the bad and the ugly, which is the second we have in the show where we ask uh -oh. our guests to tell a story of a performance <laughs> that maybe didn't quite go to plan, but maybe it started off good, went bad and possibly ended up quite ugly near the end. Does there any story jump into your mind when you hear about it? Uh, yes, uh, I do. Um, because I was at the bar and the person that I did this to was at the bar the other day. Um, <laughs> so I, uh, I, I've done this before. I'll, I'll bring that story up, but, but I'll go back into, um, how powerful magic can be. So, um, uh, who's the guy that Wayne Houchin came out with an effect uh, called, oh, what, it, do you guys remember like when you grab their arm or somebody grabs your arm and you rub oh, it? Oh, it's st Stigmata. Yeah, Stigmata. So I'm doing, yeah. Stigmata just came out and uh, I was at a party and I had them, I say, uh, write down a name and this could be um, a close friend, a family member or somebody that's passed away. And I could tell just by the way they're reacting that they're writing somebody down that's passed away. Um, but they, they, you know, folded it. And, um, you know, I, I gave it back to them. And uh, or I ripped it up, I think, gave it back to them. And I have them hold them onto my arm. And, I, and then this is back a while ago. That effect came out a long time ago. Um, and I remember Blaine... Do you guys remember like when Blaine did magic to a girl? It was on like the dock by the ocean. And hmm. he said, think of a name. And he said the girl, or he put his hand on the girl's heart and said the name. And then he said, don't hmm. worry, he's here with you. And you don't know if the guy's passed away or not. But it was such a powerful moment. Um, so back to me doing this, this trick. I thought that was a great idea to do. Uh, at the time, 
And, um, and I have her holding onto my arm. And I say, I want you to think of the name. And I say, uh, I have her let go and I rub my arm in initials. And her eyes start watering. And then I put my hand on her heart and I say, don't worry. So-and-so is going to, you know, he is with you. And I guess like two days prior, the person passed away. And she Ooh. swore that I could speak to the person that, that's passed away. So for years, I, I, didn't, I didn't perform it that way uh, yeah. until last week. Um, so uh, the, uh, I was at the bar, the same bar that I ate the glass at. And um, this girl, uh, I, I do it in my peak wallet. I have her write down a name on, on my business card, put it in my wallet. I open up my wallet, take my business card out. I put my wallet down and write the name. And somehow I nailed that it was a family member that passed away. Ended up that the lady uh, was pregnant and lost the baby. And that's what the baby's name would have been. And uh, I felt so bad. She was crying. And she's like, how did, how did you know that? Like, nobody knows. Like, that's, that was my baby. And my baby would have been this old. And, uh, and, and then I, ended up like a few weeks later I came back to that bar and she was there and she was a little tipsy and she's like this guy's a fucking asshole like he he wrote this name down and like you know he was messing with me and and stuff and and then but but I guess like she kind of realized how mean she was being and like she but but I told her I was like but do you still have the card and she said yes and I said, why do you still have a car? And she's like, because I, I remember, I mean, that means something to me. Um, you know, this is something that I'm going to remember for the rest of my life. But, but it was just, it, it just hit her so hard that magic can be like, I mean, you could definitely like fool people. And, and it wasn't, I didn't tell her to write down somebody passed away. She just chose yeah. that yeah. because that's what was on her heart. But, um, but I got, I got so many, uh, stories about the bad. I mean, even even messing up. Um, I used to perform at a casino. I was a dealer, and I was doing a Russian roulette routine with these uh, um, styrofoam cups. So you have like a a nail in a plastic, or it was in a cardboard little circular thing. There was a nail, and it was by yeah. Matthew Mello. Were the, oh, the yeah. grace, grace yeah. method, and it's that. great. And like I have, I backstage, I had it all set up, but some for some reason, like somebody's cleaning backstage and they mixed everything up, so I, I didn't have the order of how everything was going, and I didn't realize that until I slammed my hand down, and I oh. had a nail sticking out of my hands, and uh, and I ended up going through the the whole routine after I hit myself, but <laughs> you know, but uh, but it's so. I mean, even, but, but the thing is, is like, I love when people try to mess with you yeah. and they try to screw you up and they say like, you can't do something or they'll, you know, you, you'll dribble the cards and have them say stop, but they put it in like further down, you know, and <laughs> yeah. you don't have to break and stuff. Like I, I love figuring out ways to get out of that. Like My that, favorite like, I, thing I love, is like, 
things when like someone's like, let me shuffle, let me shuffle after. Yeah. And like, I'd, like I like, I use a key card at that stage. And I know, especially in Ireland, nobody riffle shuffles. Like overhand mm. shuffle if you're lucky <laughs> and right. it'll be a bad overhand shuffle. So I was pretty confident they wouldn't split my key card. So I just hand them the deck and had them shuffle and then just did the same routine. Yeah. And I was like, if it misses, it misses. Uh, right. I'll figure it out. But it didn't. So I love that sort of stuff where you're just like, they're like, oh, you wouldn't be able to do it if. And I'm like, yeah, OK, let's figure yeah, it out. A great way of that as well is if you think they're going to be a bit of a heckler or, a bit of a, or maybe they might know something about cards, or whatever, is to force the card on them and then let them put it back in themselves and then hand them the whole deck to shuffle it. Right. Yeah. You know what it is. Yeah. Just take it back up and go, oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. So now they're mixed and cut it back to the top. Yeah. Simple. I but mean, it's perfect. I'll... It's perfect for that moment because they, they want, you You know, the next question is, I want to shuffle the cards. You right. Know? And like, yeah. yeah, sure. And there, there's so much that you could do too, just by observing people. Like mm. if you're with a group of people and somebody's on their phone and they, you know, they put in their password, if you just peek and, and go yeah. up to them later, you know the password, then you know the password to their phone. Yeah. Or just hearing conversations like they're talking about their dog is sick and they had to bring him to the the vet or something like you know these little bits and pieces on how to do uh, you know mentalism on telling them things that they don't even know and and everything even I mean there's been times like I'd go up to this girl and she had a tattoo she had a bunch of tattoos but one tattoo that stood out was she had a number seven on her tattoo so. Um, I had her select a card. I controlled it and I put seven cards on top. I just passed uh, six cards on top of her seven or on top of the card that she selected. And I just placed it down on the table and I said, uh, name a number one through 52. And she named seven. Like how <laughs> impossible is that? Like, you know, yeah. I mean, even, even if she didn't name seven, I would just go into something else. But what are the yeah. chances? Uh, you know, th there's so much that you could do just by observing people you know you can yeah. do things that are so impossible there was a line i had before it was a it was a college gig and a girl was on stage with me and i was like just just draw, draw something like a symbol or a shape or something that means something to you and usually if you have that kind of wording it can be a tattoo either that they have or that they're going to get mm -hmm. so um so she drew like a yin yang and i saw it i got the peak and we're, I'm, when we're done when I'm, I'm starting to reveal it and draw it back and i'm like oh this is weird this is like a tattoo that you either have or you're going to get soon i think and she goes, yeah, I have it, and whatever. And I kept on drawing or whatever. And then just as like an, like an offbeat, because she knew that I knew at this stage that she had the two, and everyone else knew that I had it. But then I, I was just like, yeah, but don't worry. I won't tell them where it is. But it got, <laughs> a, ma awesome. it got a massive reaction. And then I just revealed what it was That's awesome. uh, with the pad. But like she was convinced I knew, uh, and it was perfect. And obviously, it was yeah. somewhere that was kind of, you know, slightly embarrassing or whatever. So it played perfectly. Right. That's so good. Perfect. Yeah. And you can't, you can't, those moments are perfect. Those perfect yeah. moments. Or you just play them off like yeah, it's just magic. It's good. So good. I do this all the time. <laughs> yeah. I had someone yeah. uh, mess up a trick but made it better. So I was out performing and I was going to do Red Hot Mama. So I had the trick set up for a Chicago Open or Red Hot Mama. And I had the person spread the deck, pick a card. The person picked the bottom card and freaked out because they picked the only red card in the deck. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> like, uh, instinctually, I was like, oh, God, he's picking the bottom card. He's going to ruin the trick. And then I was like, wait a minute. This is like the best invisible deck you can have, like, brainwaves awesome. machine you can do. Yeah. And he was yeah. like, how did he know I was going to go for the bottom card? This is crazy. Yeah. This is this is something that you guys need to need to try if you haven't tried before. But uh, Robert Smith um, showed me this, and um, it gets great reactions. Having somebody select a card that's sitting in a seat, 
uh, at a bar that has no hole in the back. So if, if they select a card and you palm it off the top and you give them the deck to, to shuffle, you just rest your, your hands on top of their seat and drop it. So when it drops, it's just sitting up like this right behind them. But when they stand up, the card just falls and it looks like they're just sitting on top of it. And uh, that's awesome. It, it's such a good reaction. And then uh, this is another thing that Homer Leewag to told me. Um, I, I don't know how, do you guys get bad warp deck, like click deck? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Where do you guys live? <laughs> so yeah. all you have to do and try this out, it, it works here because it's really dry, but um, do a Pharaoh shuffle and push it halfway and then ribbon spread the cards on the floor. And then it'll get that warp out. Of the, of the whole entire deck, you won't have to click it. I hate that click that thing. You're like, oh, yeah. what's this about? Yeah. Needs to push it the other way to spread. Yeah. It even happens halfway through a gig and you're like coming up to like the top the table work. at a wedding or like the CEO that was booked you and now mm -hmm. your deck is clicking. It's like, yeah. oh, mm -hmm. God. If I have a second deck with me, that's like moment of that. Uh, that's like the gods saying it's time to do a card through a window. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. 100%. De definitely. Yeah. So, I think we've gone well over the hours, so we'd just like to say thank you to Chris and for coming on because we really appreciate you spending time oh, no with problem, us. Man. Thanks, for, thanks for asking, and, and I, I really, I mean, you guys are awesome. It was it was great to uh, to be on it. I was a little surprised that you guys asked me because I I, I think people forget <laughs> about me. <laughs> so Definitely. you know, I've no, been no, out no, of the no, game when, when we were talking and, and uh, you know, we, we were going through names and stuff, I was like, yeah, Chris, you remember all the at the tables? And, and he was like, oh, yeah, Chris. And yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah. the at the tables were great. You know, they were they were so good. Like there was there was nuggets of information there for like 99, 99 or whatever it was. Yeah. It was like, you know, 99, oh, 10 nice. bucks. There was so, some great stuff. Yeah, some there, of those, so. I, I, know, I know we're, we're short, but some of those were a disaster. Really? <laughs> Don't you think? Yeah, like um, <laughs> Danny Day Ortiz. Like he, he comes into the studio and he doesn't, he pretends like he doesn't speak English. Like he has a, he has a translator. <laughs> and like, usually I ask like people like, you know, what, before it even starts, I'm like, okay, hey, what are you guys going to teach? Yeah. And he's like, he's like, uh, he, I said, what are you going to teach? And his translator says something to him and, and Danny D'Ortiz is like, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. And so I, I think it was the, it was the worst at the table I've ever done, and everybody. Everyone's gonna fun. buy it now to check it out. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, it's gonna go through the roof. But I'm, I'm yeah. trying to get him to teach. Like he's doing these crazy effects, and I'm like, "Oh, can you teach that?" And he's like, "No." And I'm like, "Dude, this is at the table. Like, can you just like teach something and stuff?" And uh, yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know what to do. But but then you go on the cafe, and people are like, "Oh, that that lecture is the worst lecture." Because uh, Chris couldn't get anything, you know, or even like Rocco, Rocco uh, Solano, um, he's doing all the sleeving stuff, and he's like making pretzels appear and like all this candy and and stuff. And at the, by the end of that lecture, the floor is just like littered with like crumbs of like pretzels and Twix and like all these candies and and stuff. Like it took us like oh and like glitter and stuff, like all kinds of stuff it was just crazy but but it was a, it was a good time like at the table was awesome and, and it was a great experience um you know if you guys haven't haven't watched it like i definitely 
recommend yeah. like the viewers purchase mm. that because you can get so much magic just for you know 10 bucks right? i mean it might be even cheaper now i don't even i don't even know I'm not sure but yeah i, I think you can get them as downloads now as well so yeah. you don't even okay. have to get a dvd which is great because yeah. i've uh, i've loads of them i've watched a good few of them now. there's definitely been some ones where you're like better ones than others but right, I think right. If, if you know the performer you're going you go you get the you get the performer yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. You ask for so i think I mean, if, if, if there's guys that like i i've i've uh hosted during that that were my friends like it was just awesome just jamming with them and mm. and stuff but there, there were people that like i didn't really know mm. and you know like it was kind of flopped a little bit but you know so it's not my fault it's not your fault we're considering doing like a kind of a, a jam thing with some some magicians that we've had on the the show coming up in the future so if you want to jump in on that 100 you're more than oh yeah yeah let me know i would love to i would love to do that and definitely be a break from from the family and and stuff so Feed the addiction. Have, That's what's needed. Yeah, I, I have a one-year-old son as well, so I know exactly what it's like. Dude, it's it's the best thing in the world. But like that, yeah. those first those first couple months is is uh, the hardest, like figuring it out and and everything. But once, I mean, now she has like a her own personality, and you know, it's it's great. But those know, first eighteen years. Yeah, <laughs> you, you'll definitely you'll definitely be watching like Encanto and and Frozen. You know, nonstop. Times I'm today. I'm watching Chitty Chitty Bang Bang Man nonstop. Chitty. My kid loves it. Loves <laughs> really? it. Obsessed. Maybe, I don't know why. Yeah, I'll, I'll introduce her to that. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah definitely do. And then you'll bit. know all the songs too. Right. <laughs> and, uh, I I just watched those Encanto and Frozen, and I don't have a kid, so that's just. <laughs> oh yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> that's yeah. Just, when uh, I when I watch something, I'll, I'll if I watch like a kid movie, I'll I'll let you know, David. I'll be like, you need to yeah. check this out. Definitely, so. <laughs> let, let, let me know. Yeah, that's a whole different podcast. I can't take anything. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a good. Yeah. Uh, cool. For people who are watching as well, where can they find you online? We can put your Instagram and stuff in the um, description. Yeah, so people. I had an Instagram, but I was like addicted to it, so I deleted it. But then I re, uh, you know, made a new one. But it's uh, Chris underscore Oberle, O-B-E-R-L-E. And then um, you could just reach me out, reach out to me on Facebook. I think it's just Chris Oberly. Um, you know, so, but yeah, if anybody has any questions or advice or, you know, they want to, you know, work for a magic company or, or whatever, um, you know, feel free to reach out. You know, I, I love helping people and, and stuff. So Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, Steve will be doing that till for the rest of the week. <laughs> and uh, yeah, man, if you ever get over to this side of the to the pond, you, you let us know. And when we're, we're back in Vegas at some stage, we'll let you know for sure. I'd love to. I'd love to. Yeah, I, I definitely want to. I haven't been out of the country, so I would definitely love to. And my wife loves Ireland and and stuff, nice so be. I definitely have to. Come to Ireland. Come there's, there's loads of bars. There's loads of people's heads to mess. It's great. There we go. <laughs> Tons of glass to eat. So Tons of glass to eat. Yeah, yeah. all the glass <laughs> to eat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome guys well thank you so thanks much so for much. having me no problem, no problem. And, uh, we'll talk to, talk to everyone again soon if you're watching this make sure you hit subscribe on youtube spotify itunes the audio version is like blowing up the youtube one is staying stagnant but audio is blowing up which is really appreciate everyone so if you can really uh hit follow there we'd really appreciate it and thanks so much we'll be back again next week where it'll just be a bit of a different episode but we'll see you all then thanks guys talk to you there thanks everyone